0: Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me today every week are Brenda and Randy Lee. Great to be with you. Good to see you. Good day. As always. And, um, you know, we always talk for like 20 minutes before we get started. Probably a good thing we have to air, air the grievances and so on. Because we like each other. But we really do. Um, and... Freddie, I was asking you about the program today. You said, we're going to talk about craziness
1: in the world. Yeah, well, that's exactly. Actually, I, I thought this week we could talk about one of my favorite psychological and theological treatises. Hmm. But the reason that I, I wanted to discuss this book is because we are living in the midst of a mental health earthquake in America, mm. right? If if you go back pre-COVID and pre-COVID, there was a lot of stress and anxiety. But pre-COVID, 8.5% of Americans were considered to be suffering from depression, right? A year into COVID, we were at 26%. Mm. Today, seemingly, quote unquote, post-COVID, we are at 33%. One third of Americans suffer from depression and the number continues to get worse, mm. okay? Worldwide. Over 60% of the world's population suffers from, quote, clinically significant anxiety, whatever that means, right? And for me, these are shocking numbers, right? Our current age is like living next to a vacuum cleaner that sucks you into stress, anxiety, and depression, right? If it were for the impact on real people's lives, we could be discussing what a fascinating time this would be to study, right? Right. Unfortunately, we do have the impacts on the lives of real people to consider. So let's go ahead and talk about one of the great psychological masterpieces of all time. Francis Ruth Keller's The Contented Little Pussycat. Right. And, And what happens in The Contented Little Pussycat? is you have all of these animals who live in the vicinity of the backyard, right? You've got Mrs. Wren and Mr. Owl and Mrs. Bushytail Squirrel and Mr. Giant Crow and Mrs. White Bunny. And it's a very large, diverse, inclusive community. But they all acknowledge being pretty messed up, right? Stress, anxiety, depression. Kind of an odd children's book, actually. But, But anyway, all these animals decide one day that they've got to start addressing their issues, right? They don't want to live any longer in this darkness, this despair. And here's the first really stroke of brilliance in the book. To find the means to defeat their despair, all the animals decide to go get the advice of the one animal in the backyard who's always happy, Abner the contented little pussycat. Mm -hmm. Now, you might think to yourself, well, what's so insightful about trying to figure out how to be joyful from the most joyful person you know? But I want you to take a minute and think about America today. Are the people who are driving the cultural agenda, setting the tone of our culture, directing how we unite, come together, be more joyful, more peaceful, form a more perfect union, really people who manifest to you joy. No, the opposite. It's anger. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm with you 100%, right? And, and we, we may all be wrong, right? We just hang around and say goofy things. But, but I think the cultural leadership in this country is increasingly angry, cruel, and oppressive, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm not being partisan here. I think this is an equal opportunity observation. I think it comes from both sides. Even comedy in this country Mm-hmm. Is cruel. Yeah, it's as if we're going to this really sour group of people and asking them to help us to be happy. Yeah, right. C.S. Lewis, *Voyage of the Don Treader*, talked about this concept of uglification. Yeah, right. So and, I and I think that. we have these 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 social leaders who are leading us through this process of mm-hmm. cultural uglification. Right. But that's not the way it works in the contented little pussycat in the contented little pussycat. If you want to be content, you seek the advice of the most content animal in the backyard. Now, this struck me the other day when we were out with our almost two year old grandson at Longwood Gardens in the children's section of the garden. Right. Mm -hmm. And it struck me because little Jude is really good at figuring out how to have a good day. So I said, we're in the kids section and little Jude finds this staircase railing with fountains on it. And he begins to play in these fountains and this little stream that runs between the fountains. And as adults, we're watching this. And Longwood Gardens is a big place, right? Even the kids section is big, right? Has a lot to offer. And we want Jude to have fun, fun, a good time. So we start trying to move Jude away from these fountains where he's having a good time, right? Move him to other parts of the garden where we are certain he will have not just a good time, but... A great time. A great, a better time, right? But Jude won't leave the fountains, right? We lift him up, we forcibly move him, we show him something better. (laughs) He just comes back to these fountains, right? And seeing this, I say... It's like going to Baskin Robin and getting vanilla. Right, right. Right. And Brenda said, no, it's like going to Baskin Robin and leaving happy. Yeah. Right. Jude is happy playing in the same stream with the same fountains. He's loving it. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to get him to go someplace else, someplace better. And the question that raised for me, is does your pursuit of something better prevent you from appreciating enjoying where you are and what you have it can mm-hmm. yeah right mm-hmm. right it's it's like it's it's like Shh, i'm i'm okay i'm savoring this spot mm-hmm. this moment leave me alone i don't need better i have good yeah yeah right and and you contest you contrast that with that other little kid mentality. You're sitting in the back seat of the car and you're saying, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Not right? join the ride. Exactly. Exactly. We lose the whole joy of the journey by obsessing over the destination. Right. Because we want more, we miss everything that we have. Mm-hmm. Right. And and I think that that is that really two dynamics there is that. You know, we we need to culturally stop asking people who aren't particularly happy themselves right. how you get to be happy. Yeah. Right. right. And then. You gotta, you gotta find the person who's happy, and what you're gonna find is they're immersed in the moment.
0: Well, I think it's a, a almost a foot in both. Because I was thinking on the way yeah. over here today, in in praying, you pray for the joy of this day, mm-hmm. for God's presence right now, and you also pray with great expectation and confidence. Of what he has in store for you, but you're not like just totally in that great expectation you you don't want to miss today because today is wonderful, you know, in what he has for you if you let him just orchestrate it and
1: live in his grace i mean what we're talking about is is this life is really practicing for heaven right it's a journey mhm and 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 but practicing for yeah. heaven, you can apply this to heaven, and if you do. It's a very sobering experience. In fact, we have it in our nature to make heaven hell. right? Let me say that again. We have it in our nature to make heaven hell. Think about it. We will get to heaven and we will either either savor every second of heaven, or we will squander heaven in an insatiable pursuit of more. right? Mm-hmm. Streets are gold. Wouldn't it be better if they were platinum, right? Mm -hmm. Now they're platinum. Wouldn't it be better if they were palladium or they were canals like Venice? Mm -hmm. Is our heaven going to be spent saying, this is so good? Or is our heaven going to be spent saying, this is good, but... Mm. Right, yep. and and here's where we get prepared to go to heaven, and be oriented toward being in that moment and saying, "Whoa, this is so good, Lord. I know you have more for me, but give me a minute. I just have to savor this now." Right.
0: You know, I'm thinking about um, with the whole COVID period of time that lasted, well, with me, it's still going on, right? But let's say a good couple of years. And almost like a lot of us were on that sort of hamster spinning wheel, mm-hmm. you know, from one stimuli to another stimuli to mm-hmm. another stimuli. And that kind of got everybody off course a little bit. And I wonder if that isn't somewhere where the depression comes from. And I guess I'm saying that because some good can come out of that, mm-hmm. the feeling of like, wait, where am I? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. That introspection can serve us if we start looking if you Exactly. Exactly. You know.
1: If if you look at Mother Teresa had a great quote. She said, The fruit of and hopefully I get it right. The fruit of silence is prayer. Mm-hmm. The fruit of prayer is faith. The fruit of faith is service. The fruit of service is love. The fruit of love is peace. Right? So if you want to get to peace, if you want to get contentment, you got to start with silence. Yeah, And even before COVID just accelerated the process, mm-hmm. but the process has always been we're afraid of silence. We're afraid yes. of stillness. We're afraid of quiet. We're afraid of prayer. And we can't enter into joy unless we just stop all this noise and pursuit and running around trying to get more
0: Boy, you. you have that right. You know, I can you believe the gas station, my gas station where I get my points, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. has, I guess I'm late to the game, but TV screens and blaring noise. Do we really need music while we're pumping gas? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just this obsession mm-hmm. with distracting us from like, from silence. Mm-hmm.
1: From screen to screen to screen to screen. That's where we live, right? And where do you find the silence unless you physically force yourself into it?
0: Well, go to adoration. But (laughs) let's take a break right now, and we'll be back in just a minute. We're talking about the craziness of the world and how we get to peace. Stay tuned. We're back with the family show with Brendan, Randy, Lee. We're talking about the craziness in the world and
1: that we need to get to silence, and that could mean adoration. Well, that's exactly Eleanor. You jumped in there and you said, and that brings you to adoration. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think when we start thinking of adoration, we think of adoration is quiet, yeah. right? And what we discover is that adoration is not just quiet, it's paradise,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And it's paradise because it's where we find everything we need. And why is that? Because who we need is there. That's exactly right. Because when we're in adoration, we're with Christ, right? And that's where we're going to be in heaven, right? What's heaven? It's it's where you spend time with Christ forever, Right. I wonder if we have not learned to savor heaven on earth, squeeze out every drop of nectar in the good, does that mean we will squander it in heaven? Mm. Remember, heaven is for eternity and eternity is a long time <laughs> if you can't find the joy in each moment, right? Love the water fountain you're at. I remember when I was in law school, I was I was in this funk, right? And I couldn't get out of it. And a lot of it was not being able to date this one particular person. Some of it was not being able to get this perfect job. But at the time, I had a lot of goods, right? Good people around me, good friends, good place to live, fun city, with springtime, nice time of the year. But the goods weren't enough, right? I needed more. Then one day it occurs to me that a year is a long time. And a lot can happen in a year. And it's possible all the job stuff, all the dating stuff will have resolved themselves in a year. Right? I may ultimately have my more. But by the time I have my more, I will still have lost all the days I could have been enjoying all of the good that I had. Mm -hmm. Right? And I remember being struck by that and thinking this lesson was really important to my life, right? No doubt because it corresponded to one of the three teachings of the contented little pussycat, right? (laughs) Here we go again. Be neat and and clean. Brenda stresses that to me. Be neat and clean. Be kind and loving. And, right, when we just talked about, Never worry about what happened yesterday or what will happen tomorrow. Yeah. Right. It's Padre Pio too. And and ironically, I also remember a couple days later, right? Did he have a cat? (laughs) I'm sure spiritually. Right. (laughs) But a couple days later, reading almost exactly the same thing, not from Padre Pio, but from Matthew 6, 34. Mm -hmm. Do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So get everything you can, bad or good, out of today and then focus on tomorrow, tomorrow, right? And another thing that was so important about that passage was it changed the way I read the Bible, right? Because up till then, I was reading the Bible because I was supposed to or God wanted me to, Mm -hmm. But I wasn't really going to get anything, any benefit out of it, right? I wasn't going to learn anything from it. Right? Just black book, right? Then, after I read this passage, I figured out, you know, this, this great life lesson, right, before I read it in the Bible, only to find out that God knew it before I did.
0: Believe that or not.
1: <laughs> right, I couldn't believe it. There he, did. he figured it out, and then God put it in Matthew. And that made me think that God might have other things in the Bible that he could teach me, right? You think? It was scary. a couple. Anyway, I'm still looking, but but always still digging learning. around. Still yeah. learning. That's exactly right. Rich Mullins has this song, You're My One Thing, and it has this great line, everybody I know say they need just one thing, but what they really mean is that they need just one thing more. Yeah, And then he adds you're my one thing again it's that good and better what i have isn't enough i need want more right but for rich you're my one thing in the song rich sings who have i in heaven but you jesus and what better could i hope to find down here on earth and i think it was mother Teresa who who observed we will always be joyful in heaven. And when someone asked her, so what's going to be so different in heaven, right? Because obviously they weren't <laughs> joyful here, right? Right. right? What's going to be so di- different in heaven? Mother Teresa said, because there we will always be with Jesus. Mm. He's the one thing. Jesus is Jude's fountain. The good in the day. Everything else is just gravy, Right. Dean Jones, Disney actor, villain in the first Beethoven movie, he and his wife, Lori, created this one-man show on St. John the Apostle, St. John in Exile. It's free on YouTube, and I think you can get it without commercials. But anyway, in in the show, St. John observes about his first meeting with Jesus, right? And he says, he needed a friend, and I could be that friend, right? Right and and we were made in that image of God we need a friend a friend and Jesus can be that friend right you think about what a mother says when she's consoling her child and the two of you know this better than i do right well,
0: you're so, mothers and you're a father.
1: Well, that's exact. But, but you guys got this wired because, right, the kid falls down. Where do they go? Mom. They go to mom, right? And when she's consoling her child, she doesn't say, life is great, right? <laughs> right. What'd she say? You'll be okay here. Let me. Yeah. It, that's yeah. right. It's okay. Let me kiss it. Let me kiss it. Mommy's. What? Here. Here. Yeah. It's okay. Mommy's here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And guess what? What's yeah. the kid do?
0: Settles down. Yeah.
1: Why? Because that's the one thing. That's the one thing. That's enough. Mm-hmm. What consoles us is being resituated yeah. in the kindness and trust of that relationship. That's what we need, right? Since they shuttered the churches for COVID. Almost 60% of Americans say they never attend church, and only one quarter attend church at least once a month. And guess what? Stress and anxiety and depression are all way up in this country. Yeah. Is it because we need to be resituated in Christ? Yeah, yeah right mm-hmm. the the nice thing about being catholic well, there's lots of nice things about being catholic but one nice thing about being catholic is that when we feel as though we have lost our way yeah it simply means we have lost the way
0: the way right right
1: i am you know that's i am what the is way Jesus
0: i am the way the truth and the life
1: that's exa- i am the way so when we've lost our way all it means is that we have lost the way mm-hmm and if we have lost the way we simply need to come home and embrace Jesus the way once again right yeah. i mean uh, our lady of guadalupe and we get all you know get all excited about the the tilma and the flowers and and the miracles and all that other stuff but there's some great stuff coming down in our lady of guadalupe right and and keep in mind that Right, she is our Lady of the Americas, patron yes. saint of our country, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And at Guadalupe, Mary tells Juan Diego when he's all stressed out and going nuts and crazy and depressed and anxious and all this other stuff, right? What does she say to him? I am your mother. Am, am I, I not, not your, your mother? mother? Am I not your mother? I hold you mm-hmm. in the crook of my arm. I am all you need. And, you know, she's saying
0: that to each one of us. Mm-hmm. It's yes. take, you know, oftentimes I read about Sears and Faustina and so on and so forth. It's like they always say, Jesus says, take and put your name there.
1: It's you. Mm-hmm. You know, I am all you need. That's why we
0: need to go to the quiet. Because otherwise, you let the day's troubles and everything overcome you. And, you know.
1: When a mom wants to, just like you said, Brent, when a mom wants to settle her child, where does she take the child? She creates, she envelops the child in Mm -hmm. the quiet, right? And in that quiet, she can say, I am all you need and I am here. here. Yeah, I am here. Right. We need to come home to Christ. We need to come home to Mary. We need to come home to the Father. We need to come home.
0: You know, um, I think. So, I think when when we're in a habit of being busy, mm-hmm. let's face it, our culture for sure. Um, it's scary the thought of turning everything off and just being silent. Mm -hmm. And I think we can be anxious about that and say, well, what am I supposed to do? Mm -hmm. You know, that idea that we've got to do something all the time. So I think we have to learn how to begin Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. in ten if you have no silence during ten minutes of silence. But these adoration chapels on the East Shore, on the west shore, Mm -hmm. there's some there's gonna be one around. To take advantage of practicing the signs and asking God to help us mm-hmm. reconnect, resituate ourselves.
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's a funny thing. I mean, and, and there is no replacement for going to the actual chapel. But there's like a billion chapels on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, so yeah.
0: PGN has one. All the. All the
1: yeah. Time. I mean. It, it, we are being invited into the quiet, right? We just have to be amenable. And real quick, right? The danger of having to stop your car, right? In fact, they were talking about re- recalling this car and it's all messed up and, you know, it wasn't braking properly. What they found out was that drivers, when they were supposed to be hitting the brake, were hitting the gas, <laughs> right? The fruit of busyness is more busyness unless we break that cycle.
0: Amen. We're out of time, but we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for The Family Show.
1: And keep us in your prayers.
0: For Brenda and Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful sound of seasons.